This is The Jason Jones Show, powered by Mudhouse Media. Now, here's Jason Jones. Aloha, everybody, and welcome to The Jason Jones Show. I am your host, Jason Jones. That is the most redundant introduction ever, and I do it every week. I should probably tighten it up. Okay, listen, guys. Uh, This is a special Stop the Steal episode, and um, I'm confused. I'm bewildered. And Oh, this is Ali Alexander calling in. Ali Alexander, welcome to the Jason Jones Show. Hey, thanks for having me, Jason. Hey, brother, I was just doing your introduction when you were calling in. So here's what I was saying to the folks. I am bewildered. I am confused. I have friends in the White House, in the campaign. I'm friend, you're my brother. I'm getting all this information, and I'm confused. So I thought, I got to have Ali on the show to straighten <laughs> out my confusion. Help us. Well, we're, uh, we're, we're pointing me in the right direction, and, and I'll try to explain what I know. But, I, you know, the, the thing I think that's important to realize about this process is that there's multiple tracks. There are uh, steps that you need to go through. There's some of them where we want to slow it down for scrutiny uh, to increase the integrity. And then there's other parts where you want to speed it through, you know, that see, so you get to the Supreme Court. But there still are some existential questions, some uh, constitutional theory uh, 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 questions that, that have to probably be answered uh, both this month and next month. Right. Well, I think what most people are confused, I, I, this is what I get. You must get this question all the time. What are the odds? What are the odds? Well, I tell people I'm not into answering that question Okay, anymore. good answer. Um, right. And, yeah, because – and I'll tell you this. It's, it's very personal for me. I don't know if I said it on your show before, but uh, in about mid-October, early October, I felt very compelled because I run my site, oliealexander.org, where 300-plus uh, people pay for my analysis, you know, because they don't need a – uh, to put a political consultant on retainer, but they still want some inside track information. And I, 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 you know, I felt like God had convicted me to kind of give up the outcome of the election and just say, well, I believe that Trump is going to win, but I don't think that the math is going to show that. And uh, so what it's done for my own activism is it's allowed me to be very present or, you know, uh, some therapists call it mindfulness. And so I think that's what has allowed me to scale the Stop the Steal movement is I live in, in, in eight-hour increments, and I'm active during each of those eight hours, and, um, and I'm trying to catch the egg that is closest to the floor. And uh, juggling that has prevented um, the narrative that would have forced the president to otherwise concede. I'm even more confused now. <laughs> I don't know what you just said. <laughs> I'm, <sorry. laughs> I'm even more confused now. You know, I think well, what you just said is how you live your life in eight-hour increments. I think a lot of us who are activists, we want to know how can we be useful, right? And yes. Um, yes. so what I've been doing, which I, I have my friends, you've given up already. I said, you know, no, my mission is to advance the interests of the vulnerable. I just had the prime minister of uh, East Turkestan on my show in exile. He's in exile. And to talk about the plight of the Uyghur, and he, he talked about how Trump was the, the Uyghur president. He is the president for ethnic and religious minorities. He is the human rights president. And when you look at who Biden is talking about putting his administration. So what I think I've been doing with my apostolate is I have already had to put my mind 
in the place that Biden is going to be the next president of the United States? And what do I need to do to stop a war in Syria? What do I need to do to advance the interests of the, 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 the Uyghur? What do I need to do about food security? Because they're going to shut us down and starve the world. You know, I, right. I told people in April that this COVID shutdown is going to starve the world, and they'll tell you about it in the fall. And all of a sudden, like this week, they discovered there's a global famine caused by their policies. So as an activist, that's where I've had to go. And I feel almost like, am I abandoning the Stop the Steal movement? You know, I, I want to be engaged in helping us expose, which is obvious to everyone, the massive corruption. And yeah. I think a lot of us, with all this information that's coming out in so many different states, and there's so many different uh, examples of fraud, I guess what we want to know is what do we do? Do we, do we just sit here and wait? Do we, we should be donating. I, I, I know that you guys are spending probably hemorrhaging cash. You know, who do we donate? Where do we donate to? These are the types of things that I, I think folks are, they just want to be useful. Like, put me in, coach. How can we help? Absolutely. So here's the action items. You can go to stopthesteal.us. There are three things that you can do there. One, we have events uh, going on in six states all during the week. But in all 50 states, we encourage people to meet at their state capitals on Saturday noon, their local time. And so the first thing you can do is show up. Your physical presence brings that spark of God, uh, 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 that bit of creation to, um, to the rallies, to the protests. And it forces change because judges see that, bureaucrats see that, state legislators see that. And so it's very important to be physically present at these uh, events. And I don't even like calling them events. They're protests. We are petitioning our government. Uh, the second thing you can do is, if you feel inclined, is you can click that red donate button. I'm not doing hard pitches on it, but yeah, our money goes to flights, hotels, security, and lately we've been buying trains, which has been great because it made the president's speech last night. So the president gave a 46-minute address from the White House uh, last night, and he mentioned the Stop the Steal signs that are outside every single hearing, and, uh, and that's court hearing and legislative hearings. We've made sure, I've made sure that there have been people outside each and every single one of them in every state that there's been one. So I'm really proud of that. And then the last thing that they can do is that they can make, and it's probably the most important thing they can do, aside from praying, is make phone calls. If you click, if you click Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, or Pennsylvania, it actually shows you a list of all the Republican legislators. And you have a call script there. So you just call from your phone, whether you live in the state or live out of the state, because there's a fill-in-the-blank portion, and you say that you want them to put out a press release that calls for a special session for the selection oh, of Oh, that's electors. awesome. That is awesome. I want you to say that again, because so many people, they tell me they care so much, you know, and I make fun of my friend. Oh, you care so much. Consuming <laughs> media is not caring, right? That's, right, I, no, I can, no. I can watch Newsmax all day, Steve Bannon all day, listen to you all day. I'm just a fan. That just means you're a right. fan. That just means you're bored with life, and right. there's not a lot of sports on right now. So <laughs> you watch the war room, and, and you get excited. No, give that calling that script makes you yeah. part of the team. What? What? what where, how do we do that again? Get in the game. So go to stopthesteal.us. We have all 50 states listed, but at the top we have the contested states listed. If you just click that state name or that state shape, you can go to view all state legislators in that state, and it's actually going to show you all the Republican legislators. 
Or if you actually live in that state, you can type in your address and it will spit out your state rep and your state senate. This is a custom tool that we built, okay? This isn't what the RNC is doing. This isn't what the GOP is doing. And unfortunately, it's not even what the Trump campaign is doing. But it is effectuating change. So make those phone calls. It's going to take an hour or two per state to get through it. So, you know, pick Monday, I'm calling Pennsylvania. Tuesday, I'm calling Nevada. Wednesday, I'm calling Michigan. Or watch my Twitter feed at Ali on Twitter and say, oh, this is the state where Ali says the most action is happening right now. Today, there are private meetings happening in Pennsylvania and Arizona. Uh, we just ended the public hearings in Michigan yesterday. So if you called Michigan as a follow-up lap to Rudy Giuliani, that's a very, very powerful tool. Today, and the reason I'm headed in 10 minutes to the uh, Georgia State Capitol, is that there is uh, two state Senate committees meeting. And so I want everybody to blast their phones today and tomorrow because they need to know that if they don't stand with the president, if they don't stand for our votes being counted transparently, we will primary them. And they need to feel that, you know, they tally, you know this, Jason, they tally that up, their staff tallies that up by the number of calls they receive, the emails they receive. And we've got all of that listed at stopthesteal.us. You know, I've worked at the state legislature in my in my twenties. I, I was chief of staff for a state rep. He didn't count those tallies, but I everyone else did. This is why I don't think I'd ever be a good politician, because most of us mm-hmm. are like we wouldn't care. You know, we have our convictions, but no, that is standard operating procedure. They literally just count the calls, and they go the way most people called. It's bizarre, uh, and and I think a lot of folks of integrity. That doesn't make sense. That's the reality. And we right. need to really, really tip those scales because we're asking them to stand up against the narrative. We're asking them to stand up Absolutely. against the mainstream media. We're asking them to stand up against the Republican establishment. So we need to really tip those scales. Now, I know you're driving. You're on your way to an event. Uh, there's two. Yeah, right now. I, okay, so I got two last questions for you. The first question is inflation destroys value. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories. There, there There's a lot of, um, in, there's a lot of, misinformation flying around about stop the steal and what that does is it destroys the credibility of your movement by the way you're proud i when i saw the president give you a shout out i, I hit my wife that's my friend i brag that's my friend that's my <laughs> that's, that's my buddy just president just shout it out my buddy um so a lot of misinformation or when we run ahead of the facts or when we have wishful thinking that that mm-hmm. undermines our movement that undermines credibility can you give us a, an example of something that's not true that people are sharing um, that's hurting the credibility yeah. of the movement that we need to, you know, shut down? Uh, yeah. Uh, first off, Stop the Steal is a coalition movement. Um, I happen to be a glorified secretary in charge of coordinating all the major influences and co- coalition partners. Uh, but there isn't one policy. We believe fair elections, transparent counting. Um, there has been some confusion about when would who is a friend of mine, and Sidney Powell, who is a friend of mine, um, saying that uh, GOP voters should maybe withhold their votes in the runoff. Uh, that is not the position of Stop the Steal. Stop the Steal doesn't have a position. Uh, we have other coalition partners, which, by the way, Lynn and Sydney are friends. They're, they're not coalition partners, and we did do that event yesterday. It wasn't Stop the Steal event. Yeah, I saw you um, there. And I'm, happy to, and, I, yeah, and I'm happy to share the stage with anybody who needs to fight for fair elections and transparent counting. And we're allowed to disagree. And, uh, but, you know, you have other uh, patriots like uh, Scott Pressler and Brandon Straka, uh, who are down here with their team um, fighting really hard for Senator uh, Purdue and Senator 
uh, Kelly Loeffler. So, uh, so there's a lot of confusion over whether or not Stop the Steal is telling people not to vote in the runoff. That's totally not true. And it's exacerbated by Democrats who are, who are creating fake profiles and saying boycott the election. No one, including Lynn Wood, is saying boycott the election. So, so there's a lot of misinformation around the Georgia runoff. Um, and I'll just tell you, I have friends on all sides of the issue, and I hope that we are all on the same page come, you know, January 1 or January 2. Uh, but I admire people who are leveraging, and me myself, I'm trying to leverage uh, getting some commitments out of Loeffler and Purdue that would strengthen our elections and energize the base. Um, the second thing is that, uh, is that we are doing a bus tour and that we're raising money for a bus tour. Um, there's a group that is doing a bus tour in Missouri and Kentucky and North Carolina. We're not there. We're in contested states. Um, we have never sent a text message asking for money. Our emails don't ask for money. They ask for bodies in the street. Should I be asking for money? Yes. I asked <laughs> you. No, look, I asked you. <laughs> yeah. I said, brother, I got to fundraise for my organization to meet my goals for the year, but I'm almost done. Give me a one pager so I can start raising money for you. I still haven't gotten that one sheet. <laughs> so I, you need yeah. to, I know you're hemorrhaging. I know. I, I see. I yeah. see all the activity. So I, I know you need to fundraise. Okay. Then the, the last thing, and we're going to put everything in the show notes on how people can support you and follow you. Then this is what, this is my last question because I know you're at your event and we're about to do an update on Hawaii, which has just gone bonkers. They're about to mandate wearing masks outside mm-hmm. while you're with your family and friends on your own property. Um, so we're about to do a Hawaii update, but here's my next question. Po- folks are tired. They're being worn down. They don't want to believe it. They're having more quote unquote credible surrogates from the conservative movement or the Republican party saying that this was a fair and credible election. What would you point to somebody if you want to give them that, that open, crack the door open, give them one obvious example that this was the greatest act of fraud ever perpetrated on the American people. What would be that one example of voter fraud where you cannot deny it? It's so clear, clear as day. We don't want to believe it. We don't want to accept it. We want to move on with everything. But but it is what it is. A crime has been committed. What would you point them to? Um, Just off the top of my head, I mean, there are many egregious examples that are kind of first ever, right? Um, there've always been, you know, and, and I, I agree with some of the rhino Republicans who say, well, in every election, there's a little bit of fraud. That's true. Um, but in this election, we have more first evers than ever. And then of the usual, uh, election irregularities, um, they are exacerbated. And so in Nevada, um, there are more people who, uh, had PO boxes and, um, were voting, I think it was 200,000. There's 100,000, something alarming, and they were illegally voting. We've tracked these people to California. So that's completely illegal. Uh, and um, so that's an egregious example. And it's two, and, two, and that's two, the difference. 200,000? Yeah. I, and again, I could be misquoting that number. They have a hearing uh, today at 1.30 p.m. They're producing 21 or 24 binders uh, full of evidence. Um, there's also paying off the Native American population illegally in violation of federal law and state law uh, in Nevada. So Nevada is a Trump state. I mean, you won that state. Um, they cheated. Um, but there's, you know, there's plenty of other examples. These machines, these Dominion machines, regardless if you believe they were hacked or not hacked, um, they weren't certified correctly. Okay. 
They were not certified. They did software updates uh, within 30 days of the election. And because um, they're subsidized by the federal government, that's against federal law. So there, there are clear examples that this was egregious, that this is something we've never seen, and that it needs to be corrected. And it needs to be corrected by the courts. And the courts aren't going to be able to come up with a satisfactory remedy, but they are going to be able to throw out the elections if they follow the law, which means that we need the state legislators in session. Yeah, the state house and the state, our state, our state uh, representatives are, are really important. And, and what's great about it is there's someone you can get to know with very little effort. You throw them a coffee at your house, you invite your friends over if you agree, if you like them and you write checks for them. But it's, you should, not only should you know the name of your state representative, they should know your name. That's an easy thing to do. You know, most folks aren't engaged yeah. in the political life of their, their, of your community. And they should know you and they should, when you call, they should be eager to answer your call because there's consequences not to responding to you. So yep. uh, that this is falling into the state houses is good, right? This is good for activists because this is where we have the most weight. Yep. Absolutely. All right, brother. I think you are at your destination. Thank you for. I just pulled up. All right. Thank you for calling me. Are you, I'm going to be in D.C. on December 12th. Are you going to be there? Uh, I will have an announcement in the next 48 hours. And uh, but between you and I, I think that I am going. Um, you know, there's other there's another group that is, is again, throwing a kind of a charade event. But I think I'm going to partner up with uh, uh, some Christian friends to to make a spectacular event. So I'm going to be there for the the Jericho March. Good. Well, so, then uh, we might be working together. So I'll be there for the Jericho March. I'm going to I'm going to get in on the 9th for um on the 10th there is uh I'm actually going to have to fly it from Texas to DC to do an event with the Uyghur. Uh, uh and then I have to fly home because my daughter has a play on <laughs> the 11th and then I'll fly back on the morning of the 12th. So um, I'll be in DC the 10th, the 9th, 10th and 12th and 13th. So I look forward to awesome. seeing you. You too. All Can't right, wait. brother, break a leg. Bye. Thanks, Ali. All right, guys. I never hit the mute button. <laughs> I never hit the mute button in time. Okay, that was my buddy, Ali Alexander. You know, I'm proud of him. I've been seeing him on the news. Saw him with Sidney Powell. The president gave them a shout out. Shout out yesterday. And um, I'm still confused. You know, the way I look at it is what is so frustrating for me um, I throw everything when I work on a campaign and I was a surrogate for the Trump campaign. When I work on a campaign, I bleed, I give everything. And what allows me to do that is I know that the day I don't even go to the campaign victory parties. I know when the last ballot is cast in the last state, I'm done. And then I just lie in bed for three days, order food and read. <laughs> okay. This campaign didn't end, and I have my apostolate. My apostolate is to advance the interests of the vulnerable from the child in the womb to the child in the Nuba Mountains, right? In Darfur, in Sudan, in, um, uh, in uh, and Sinjar, in Iraq. It's our mission. And how we go about our apostolate, because we mean business, right? We mean business. We mean to actually affect change. We mean to actually advance the interests of our vulnerable communities. How we do that has a lot to do with who's going to be president of the United States, especially when it comes to the Uyghur, the Kurds, the Christians in Iraq and Syria, 
And if you've seen who Biden's putting in his administration, how we're going about our work, how I, I'm going to plan for the future, um, it really depends on who's going to be the next president of the United States. I can handle Biden. I can handle Trump. Uh, we'll know what to do. But it's a sort of this bewildering confusion. And so what we have done as an apostolate is we're going forward as if, tragically, Biden is the next president. And so what does this mean for food security when you're going to have more draconian lockdowns? They're not slowing down with these lockdowns, guys. They're actually pushing and pushing and pushing. They make you feel like they're about to lighten up a little bit. In Hawaii today, uh, there's, there's been a new resolution introduced, um, new legislation introduced to require masks outside with families, as I was mentioning to Ali. I mean, this is absurd. Um, so what does it mean for food security? It, it, it has a lot to do with who's president. And if Biden is president, David Beasley is not a, not a politician, right? He's, his business is feeding the world the World Food Program. But I got what he was saying. I'm going to read between the lines when he said next year there's going to be a biblical famine. Um, there could be a biblical famine, a famine of biblical proportions. Well, that's going to be caused not by locusts, not by global warming. It's going to be caused by government policy to re react to COVID. Ham-fisted, thoughtless policy to the most vulnerable. The cover of the New Yorker magazine this week is uh, a young bobo, bourgeois bohemian, in her house, you know, looking at her computer, uh, you know, booze on the floor, <laughs> her house is a wreck, and it just shows, you know, uh, all the Uber Eats containers on the floor scattered around her apartment. Uh, it, you know, this is this is what it is for us. This is what a lockdown is for us. And what is a lockdown for me? It's I can't go do Muay Thai. I have to hit the bag in my garage. It's uh, playing foosball with my kids. It's getting to be involved more in their, their schooling, uh, the more in the prayer life of my family. You'll hear people say that. Oh, you know, these lockdowns have been great for my family. Yeah. If, if we continue with this nonsense, we're going to starve the world. That's what it means. It means children closing their eyes at night and not opening them in the morning. And a mother wailing, wailing as she, as she tries to wake up her child who will never awake again because of mask wearing, virtue signaling, social distancing, morons in the United States. That's what a Biden presidency means for us. So how do we fight that? How do we fight back against the lockdown mentality. It also means China's going to get a free pass on the Uyghur. The Biden administration will be silent on the Uyghur unless we do something really dramatic and we have a very we, we have something big we're going to be rolling out, a PR campaign that's going to be big to advance the interests of the Uyghur right in the face. Because, you know, sometimes an obstacle can become an opportunity, a stepping stone, uh, uh, a scandal, a roadblock can become a stepping stone. That's how I think, how are we going to take the Biden administration from a roadblock to getting the Uyghurs out of those concentration camps to a stepping stone to opening those concentration camps? How do we do that? So we've got something for that. I can bet you. Um, the child in the womb, yeah. That's, that's a lost cause, folks. That's a lost cause. Uh, all, what, what we can do is we can... Uh, put a spotlight on the scandal that is the hierarchy of the Catholic Church. And so every time that knucklehead goes to receive communion, we create controversy 
and we create conversation around what the Catholic Church teaches about the inviolable dignity of the child in the womb from the moment of their biological beginning. And that's what we plan on doing. So it's going to be about culture. It's going to be about educating Catholics in the church. We're going to use this as an opportunity. Again, we're going to take the scandal, the roadblock, we're going to stand on it, and we're going to create a, such a loud conversation within the Catholic Church that we're going to give Pope Francis every day a headache. He's going to have to have Excedrin migraine right next to his bed because the Biden presidency is going to create such a problem for him because we are going to create an educational opportunity for the Catholic Church. Assyria, Christians in Iraq, Christians in Syria, Kurds, um, they're going to drive us towards war in the Middle East. Okay. I found this on the web for Christians, Iraq Christians, and Syria Kurds. You guys, you know what that is? That was my phone listening to our conversation. Did you catch that? Unbelievable. My phone just spoke in through this. I'm not talking to you, Siri. Oh, I said Syria. And my phone thought I said Siri. That's pretty funny. Okay, let me shut this phone off. Syria. That's, it's going to be a big one, guys. If you think Libya's a mess, Yemen's a mess, Iraq is a mess, if Biden and the neocon, neoliberal, chicken hawk warmongers get their way, 800,000 dead and displaced ethnic and religious minorities. Now listen, for those of you who just started following the Jason Jones show or just started reading me, you can go back two decades where I said, if we invade Iraq, we'll leave Iraq. If we leave Iraq, there'll be genocides. The Assyrians, the Chaldeans, I, I didn't know who the Yazidi were yet. They'll be, they'll be gone. The minorities are dead. They're gone. I said this January 12, 2001 on my radio show at the time, The Facts of Life. I said, I said on the 12th, they cannot use, January 12, 2001 on my radio show, I said, this cannot be used. I had a priest who was a former CIA officer on my show to talk about just war, how we should respond and where we should respond. And I said, if we respond by using this as an excuse to invade Iraq, it's doom for Christian minorities. Even some of my best friends who are Assyrian Christians prior to invading Iraq were mad at me for my opposition. But I could see clear as day. When I said... In February and March, if we follow Italy's lead, there'll be famine. People said, what is Jason Jones talking about? He's such an alarmist. What does me not going to work for 14 days and wearing a mask, what does that have to do with starving people in Bangladesh? What? what? Well, this past week, and I said in the spring, they will talk about it in the fall while it's happening. I mean... I watched the morning shows this week, one after the other. Go look on your thread. Go read my articles from the stream in the spring. And then go, go Google around, watch the morning shows, catch the transcripts, which is better than watching them. By the way, you save a lot of time. And you'll see that's exactly right. I said they discover the famine in the fall. And they won't talk about it till then. And... um so, to, yeah, now they discovered, oh, oops, who could have seen this coming? Anybody. You slow down food production, food processing, distribution, the poorest of the poor are going to starve to death. 
So here I'm telling you, if Biden is president, we go to war in Syria, we topple Assad, 800,000 dead or displaced, dead and displaced Christians, Alawites. Watch. It's really sorrowful. So that's what we are doing. That's what I'm doing. Movie to Movement, Vulnerable People Project. We are going to look at how to stand on this roadblock and make it a stepping stone to advance the interests of the vulnerable. So I just want to get past this, stop this. I want to know. I want to get this election settled. And uh, the, the reality is we know it. We all know it. Massive fraud. And, and, and I think the chances of Trump pulling this out is, is 0.001%. I think the chances of you dying from COVID after, if you caught COVID and Trump winning are exactly the same, okay? Exactly the same, you know? So what is that? And, and I got someone to message me. Jason, you, you know, your pessimism, you've quit. You've quit on the president. I'm not quitting. I'm just telling you what I see. Wishful thinking ain't it. That doesn't mean I don't think you should be out there. Because now changing from what is my mission, our mission as an organization in the show, um, now fair and free elections, how do we control the narrative going forward if I'm right? I hope I'm wrong. I hope Steve Bannon's right. I hope Ali's right. And I hope there's some path to victory for the president. Um, but I just don't see it. Uh, but what we'll need to do is really create uh, a consensus in this country. Whether you believe there's fraud or not, it's easy to understand there's the appearance of fraud. So we need to lock up our elections. There should not be servers. Uh, we shouldn't be using servers in Germany. I mean, this is absolutely unbelievable, right? You should need an ID and a, and a mailing address. And the consequences for voter fraud should be serious. I mean, really serious. I see that as a crime against anyone who ever wore the uniform in this country, anyone who ever fought for this country, those men who got frostbite in the Chosen Reservoir, right? Those men that died at Gettysburg, the men in Afghanistan, the men that drove those fuel tankers back and forth for our military back, like a buddy of mine was driving a fuel tank. Can you imagine getting hit by an IED driving a fuel tanker? That happened to my buddy. Anyone who ever wore a uniform, you are robbing from them their sacrifice. Every cold night, the terror, the fear, the injuries, the wounds, the broken families because of the deployments, you are ste they're stealing from all those folks. Uh, that's the real crime. So that's that. I'm going to do another show today because I'm trying to get State Representative McDermott on. He's asleep still in Hawaii. But I want to do an episode. We got to get an, uh, probably, I might do two shows today if I can. So uh, if you listen to the show and you're like, I need more of some guy rambling with ADHD, I'm going to get State Representative McDermott on here who's on the Hawaii COVID task force to see what the heck is going on in Hawaii because things are not getting better and they're only going to get worse. Hawaii is a state that is being destroyed. Seven mile long lines for food. Cars lined up for seven miles. 40% of businesses to close. Never, 
never to reopen again. I'm getting reports of just a suicide epidemic. A child as young as eight who missed his, his classmates uh, who committed suicide. So this is really sorrowful stuff. Um, and so this is why it's, it's very important. Um, so we're going to do a Hawaii episode today, I hope. Um, but this has been a Stop the Steal episode. I want every show to be like yesterday, the, the last show. Uh, you know, when we had Prime Minister of East Turkestan on, Salih Hudaya. We're going to be doing shows, a lot of shows the next week. Uh, we're going to get a primer on what's happening between the Armenians and Azerbaijan, what's going on there. We're going to do a, a big show on food security in the coming days. These are the things that I really want to talk about. The mess that we've created in our politi- the political life of this country is, is we're failing in our responsibility. We are fa- when, we, when we spend all this time and energy just trying to have a fair election, all this money and time and energy just trying to have a fair and free election, we are not being thoughtful of those. We're not spending time on the real problems we want to talk about. The single mom with two kids who can't go to school, they have uh, one computer, crappy Wi-Fi, and they're doing distance learning, quote-unquote, what a homeschooling. Let's call it what it is. Homeschooling where the public schools still get your tax dollars. Um, she has no job. That $1,200 check from the spring is long gone. Unemployment doesn't cut it. She's depressed. She's lonely. She's your neighbor. We're not talking about that. I'm not even, we're talking about stop the steal. I don't want to talk about stop the steal. Famine, like we haven't seen since World War II. What are we doing as a country? We're trying to stop the crooksters here, which is, we have to, right? It's a necessary condition. It's necessary. It's fundamental. It has to be done. Right? It's like your house is on fire. You don't want to put your, you don't want to spend your evening putting out your house if it's on fire. You'd rather read your kids a bedtime story. Well, our house is on fire, so we've got to put it out. I'm not saying we, we, we shouldn't put it out, but it's unnecessary. That the fact that we, we don't have ballot security, the fact that we have such, we have the fraud of bar, ballot harvesting, all of this, it's not, it's nonsense that needs to, we need to put an end to it so we can do our job as responsible citizens, right? Anyway, I have rambled on enough. Um, I don't do a sponsorship on shows that are political. We have our first big corporate sponsor coming up uh, next week. I'm excited about that. So next week you'll be hearing from our first uh, big corporate sponsor. And, uh, but I'm never going to do sponsorship. If I think it's too political, Movie to Movement, Vulnerable People Project aren't going to do a sponsorship. And um, there'll be no sponsors. So that people can't threaten my sponsors. You know, they talked about Stop the Steal. Yeah, whatever. There was no, that show didn't have a sponsor. show was sponsored by Jason Jones. And this has been another episode of the Jason Jones Show. Go into the show notes. I'm going to have everything. Uh, Ali's Twitter. You got to follow this guy on Twitter. He is something else. He should be in Hollywood. I don't know. He's an, he's an entertaining, funny guy. Uh, I'm going to have all of Ali's information, Stop the Steal information, in the show notes. I'm going to have that link where you can go call the script. Try it. If you can't do an hour, if you've never done it before, go, I'm going to do one call. And then say, I'm going to do two, five, ten. Maybe you'll do an hour. All right? Another episode of the Jason Jones Show, where our mission is to stand with the vulnerable until we are as vulnerable as they are. <laughs>
Until next time, which might be later today, it's the Jason Jones Show. This has been the Jason Jones Show, powered by Mudhouse Media. Thank you.